I think these protesters are uh, from the anti-democracy group are actually pushing the limits of Section 2 of the Charter. And that's how we ended up seeing things like, uh, you know, Freedom Convoy, Freedom Rodeo, Freedom Breakfast, this type of thing. This is much different. This is a different type of protest that we've seen in the past. We thought they would stop and they won't. And now they're articulating that basically we want to do whatever we want to do. And so our job is to figure out how we sort of bring in Section 1, which is about placing reasonable limits on those um, those abilities to protest in the interests of community safety and well-being. That is the chief of police in the city of Calgary. Uh, protesters in the Beltline have worn out their welcome there. There's no question about it. Uh, every weekend for months, they've marched through the streets, rallying for a whole list of things. Mandates, primarily. Um, some of them, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Mandates. Let's just say it's mandates, okay? Um to put it bluntly, the residents and the business owners have, have had their fill. And last week, a few dozen of them showed up to counter-protest, as I said, uh, protesting the protesters. Predictably, that led to conflict. Police got involved, whatever. And it, the anticipation is it could be even worse this weekend. But now, police are under fire because they responded. Uh, city council held a special meeting this week to try and come up with some answers, or at least you know, put some pressure perhaps on police to come up with answers. Uh, They've written a letter to the Calgary Police Commission, which on its own is a bit of a question. I mean, they're all supposed to be arm's length groups. We're not supposed to have politicians directing police. And I guess technically they haven't, but the lines are getting fuzzy and it's leading up to what's going to happen this Saturday. And joining us to talk about where we've been, how we got here and where we're going is Doug King, who is a justice professor at Mount Royal University in Calgary and also a resident of the community affected. Doug, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you, Shay. Just give us the background. I mean, how long has this been going on in the Beltline? Well, you know, if you go back two years ago, um, the um, there were the Black Lives Matter protests that went uh, in the same area. They didn't last long. There weren't particularly large numbers of people. And so they were typically over within about half an hour to an hour. Um, as the uh, protests related to the um, pandemic uh, mandates and those kinds of things started to take hold, um, you started to see a growing number. And that started about, uh, I would think, about 18 months or so ago. Now, how uh, we've got to where we are now is that you have a uh, uh, the Ottawa situation, the Coots Border situation, yeah. which seemed to have energized the protests here in Calgary. And um, it's it's been quite remarkable, I think, probably for the last two or three months. I think um, for some reasons I can't really quite understand is it wasn't perceived as being much different by the police. And so the police were responding in a, in a, in a manner that seemed to be useful about um, you know 18 months ago, but it's been come, become quite ineffective now. The police are under intense scrutiny, a lot of criticism and a lot of pressure to do things differently this weekend. Taking a look at how they've handled this, I mean, these are protests. Have the protests technically verged into the area of being illegal? I mean, we do allow protest, right? Uh, certainly. I mean, uh, uh, you know, the chief is right in, in relationship to, you know, it's uh, Section 2 of the Canadian Charter that we have the right to peaceful protest. But I think this is where people kind of start to stumble. You have the right to protest, uh, for sure, but you are not immune from legal action related to that protest 
if if you, for example, break the criminal code of Canada, uh, break bylaw, those kinds of things. So, um, uh, you know, so for example, you could argue that uh, the protests are uh, violations of uh, disturbing the peace rules within the criminal code of Canada. You could argue they're violations of mischief. You could argue that all sorts of bylaw offenses. And, you know, in some ways it's been quite quite kind of uh, frustrating, but also kind of bewildering in the sense of you see these things happening, you know, as you correctly pointed out, I'm about, I live about two blocks away from there, and I, every once in a while, will go down there just to watch to see what's, you yeah. know, kind of the show. I imagine I would too, yeah. Yeah, and you see, you know, you see people, you know, the protesters approaching people with uh, kids, and they've got, you know, they're uh, yelling at the kids if they're wearing masks. Uh, you see, you know, I, I saw a couple of people decide to relieve themselves on the on the on the side of the road, and you know the police officers see this, but they don't do anything about it. Now that's not a criticism of those individual officers. I have a lot of uh, empathy for the officers that are on the front line. Mm-hmm. I just wonder about what they are being told they can and can't do, and so I think it goes up. And I'm sorry. Uh, Chief, but it lays at your feet right now. You have got to be a little bit more transparent and a little bit more 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 forthcoming with uh, with what you're going to be doing. Right? Yeah. Um, you, uh, you know. The, one last point, and then I'll then I'll I'll let you in on this. But you know, for, we've been uh, in the Beltline area. We've been talked at by uh, the police and by city council and by our, our ward councillor. Um, and it's typically been through tweets. Now, most people don't have Twitter. So the tweets are being used to inform the media, and the media has been informing us. It's about time the police started to talk with the residents, not at them. You know, so we'll see where that goes. We will. And he's promising it will look different this weekend, whatever that means. And I know uh, my colleagues on um, CHQR 770 this morning tried to pin him down. He's, you know, I'm not going to get into operational details, but it will be yep. different this weekend. I wanted right. to ask you as a justice professor, what we're seeing with city council talking to the police commission, the police commission going public with a bunch of different things, some of their members and things like that. Are we getting in an area where some of these things are crossing lines that should not be crossed, where we have politicians directing police action? Um, no, I don't think we're at that point yet. I, you know, I interpret the letter that City Council sent to the Police Commission as being appropriate, but it was also uh, an attempt for City Council to uh, deflect the yeah, and to deflect the, deflect the blame to say, we're not responsible for this. Come on, Calgary Police Commission, you step forward. I do think, you know, when all of this is over, uh, we're going to have to really do a kind of deep dive in terms of how we got here. Do we have the appropriate leadership in the Calgary Police Service? And is the, uh, you know, current model of civilian oversight in the province of Alberta and through the police commission, is that, is that appropriate? That's a, that's a model that goes back 50 years. Mm-hmm. So perhaps we need to start looking at different ways of doing it. And lastly, um, um, you know, uh, despite, uh, you know, uh, you know, statements and documents that talk about community policing in Calgary, 
this is not community policing. Uh, this is um, we won't we won't really engage the community until the community starts howling. Um, that's that's not com- community policing. So I think a lot of things can be done could have been done differently. But hindsight's great. Sure. But we but we need to do a deep dive after all of this is over. Yeah, uh, Doug, I think you're you're right. If we ever find ourselves in this situation again, there better be a playbook left behind. Uh, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for joining us. Anytime. Take care. You too. That is Doug King, who is a justice professor at Mount Royal University in Calgary, and as you heard, also a resident of the Beltline, which is the community that has been affected by these um, weekly protests. The mayor of Calgary says they're not protests. At this point, they've become parades and street festivals with, you know, food trucks and merchandise vendors and the whole thing. So she's talking about having bylaw increase their enforcement of people doing these sorts of things without the right kind of permitting. But she says in order for that to happen, they need support from the police. It's a mess. It's a mess. Um, and I don't know. I don't know where it goes from here. And, uh, you know, the police say what they're going to try and do. We've heard some reports that they might try and, you know, you can go to city hall is what everybody says, you know, go to, go to Olympic Plaza, go to, go to city hall, go to McDougal center, go to one of the government buildings, go to Princess Island park, something like that. Just don't bother these people in the Beltline anymore. They've been through enough, but I think, and we've talked about this before, that's part, that's what the protest is it's it's look at me uh you know this is it's an event it's a cause it's a fight it's it's something to do um you know i got a text from a listener pretty simple solution she dropped the brain dead mandates they're useless they're outdated and ridiculous you've said yourself problem solved i don't know if problem would be solved i agree with you the mandates at this point uh, you know i think the mandates as i've said a million times were brought in in order to encourage people to get vaccinated you've gone as far down that road as you can there's no, you're not going to get any more people back. If they're not vaccinated now, they're not getting vaccinated. So uh, I agree with you in terms of most of the mandates don't make sense to me anymore. I think, maybe I'm wrong, but I think if you removed all of these mandates, if there were none left, I think there's one left now, right? If you're unvaccinated, it's still about traveling. If you removed any mandate that you could think of, um, there would still be some of these protesters out doing their thing every week. 